And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, U.S. farmers on the Comstock Investments Brazil Farmland Tour, they're getting a firsthand look at Brazil's agriculture. Alan Van Namen, president and founder of Copper Cutter LLC and a Kansas farmer, explains what they've seen. Well, it's uh, been a great week. Uh, wonderful opportunity to see many uh, common aspects of farming and crop production, plus the diversified areas of coffee production, sugarcane production, uh, along with uh, dairy and a lot of grain handling and grain processing, seed companies, uh, as well as um, biomass, energy, and uh, ethanol production. He says one challenge facing Brazil farmers is their roads. I would say the uh, roads I'd heard they'd be tough and rugged, and of course we've also been here a while during the rainy season and had a couple days with rain showers. We were able to get around, for the most part, pretty good, but uh, it's a challenge with our roads. They have vast distances to travel, they have challenges of wood and trees that are being cleared alongside the roads, but trying to build those roads while you still have a lot of trucks and semis running up and down those roads. It's just a big challenge for them, and they have a lot of commodity, a lot of grain to haul. They probably have a shortage of gravel and sand around the area, so they don't have real good base materials close by to put down and construct new roads. So that's a big challenge for them. Van Damen explains how Brazil competes with the United States in the global market. We just have to keep working on it, keep improving our efficiencies. I'm from uh, really southwest Kansas, and we do a lot of sorghum there. I expected maybe to see a little more sorghum there than what we have, but I think, okay, these guys are definitely growing soybeans. They're growing soybeans twice a year, two crops at least, some places three. So uh, no wonder they have already in just the past few years exceeded production in soybeans. They look at corn a little bit as a second crop. Uh, wheat, we're seeing virtually no wheat around, so being in western Kansas, so they're not tapping into our product there. Our sorghum uh, is something that we're raising more and more and looking at doing more. From that standpoint, I'm sitting here with a little bit of comfort. I'm kind of happy to be a poor Kansas wheat <laughs> farmer and sorghum farmer. And again, that's Kansas farmer Alan Van Namen on the Comstock Investments Brazil Farmland Tour, which wraps up on Tuesday. Well, through the pandemic, U.S. dairy exports are achieving records. William Locks, vice president of global economic affairs at the U.S. Dairy Export Council, explains. In many ways, it has been very good for U.S. dairy, frankly, to have that export market. We've had plenty of challenges here, obviously, with COVID-19, uncertain economic environment, but exports really came through. We are now going on three straight record years for dairy exports in volume and two straight record years in value overall. And a lot of that has to do with the investments that we've made really over the past not just couple years, but over the past decades that we've invested in the export market to be able to maneuver and change as market conditions change to be able to move more dairy products overseas and help U.S. dairy farmers and those here in Wisconsin. He says U.S. dairy exports are helping to fill voids created by other markets. This past year, U.S. dairy exports are looking to be up 4%. We're waiting on one month of data, but basically the U.S. is going to have a record year for volume. And at that same token, Europe contracted by roughly the exact same amount that the U.S. grew. So fundamentally, the U.S. grew more than the rest of the world combined. New Zealand was down, Europe was down. Some of those secondary producers like Australia, Argentina were lackluster if they grew at all. And so really the world right now, I think, is looking to the U.S. to be that market of growth for global demand of dairy. And locks detail how the U.S. dairy industry could continue to grow exports. 
It's going to be across the country, but really we've got to make investments both in plant facilities in order to make sure that we have the products that international consumers want. We're making the right specifications. We're making the right investments in high value products that we're not just moving commodities anymore. Uh, we are a diversified supplier to that global market and our customers want a diversified supply. But a lot of it also has to do with access, making sure that we've got the right uh, policies in place in order to put us on equal footing with our very entrenched and well-established competitors in Oceania and in Europe, and also making sure that we have a strong shipping uh, reliability basis here. And again, that's William Locks, Vice President of Global Economic Affairs at the U.S. Dairy Export Council. Well, with debate over the 2023 Farm Bill set to pick up in the coming months, commodity groups have been building their wish lists and letting lawmakers know what they would like to see in this year's legislation. Representative Dan Newhouse, a central Washington state farmer, says for him, he wants a farm bill that encourages and promotes research and development. He says it is important that American farmers are on the cutting edge when it comes to producing food and fiber. Newhouse added the new Farm Bill must do a better job at addressing the catastrophic events farmers across the Northwest have faced over recent years. We've seen an unusual uh, frequency of smoke-related damage to agricultural crops. Many of these things have been kind of treated in, an, in kind of an ad hoc manner. And so trying to do a better job of covering some of these things through the farm the insurance programs that are available. Chair of the Western Caucus added lawmakers need to make those programs more sustainable, allowing for predictability in farm country. He adds it's not appropriate for farmers to wonder if help will be available. They should know a needed safety net will be in place. Farm bill is something that we pass once every five years. It truly is an important part of agriculture's success uh, throughout the country. And just had a, a long conversation with our chairman of the Ag Committee. He's determined to get the Farm Bill passed on time so that um, farmers in our country uh, will not be left wondering and guessing what Congress is going to do as it relates to farm programs. Newhouse added that conservation issues will be another key topic of discussion as lawmakers work on the 2023 Farm Bill. Well, a U.S. Farm Group is asking the Federal Trade Commission to look into the high prices of eggs and possible price gouging. Farm Action is a farmer-led advocacy organization that sent a letter to FTC Chair Lena Khan to share their concerns over apparent price gouging. They point out that Americans are paying more than ever for an important household staple. The USDA says a recent record outbreak of highly pathogenic avian influenza is the reason for the high prices. The group says the nation's top antitrust regulator must look into the record high profits of the nation's top egg company. Cal Maine Foods controls 20% of the retail egg market and reported a quarterly sales increase of 110%. Gross profits are 600% higher than the same time last year. The company says avian flu is driving up prices. However, Cal Maine had no positive flu tests on any of its farms. And finally, here on American Ag Today, America's dairy producers and processors are closely watching discussions about the next farm bill and looking for reforms to federal milk marketing orders. CoBank says the industry feels that current FMMOs don't reflect today's market environment and the consequences could be drastic. Make allowances are an important part of the orders that haven't been updated since 2008 and were based on data from as far back as 2006. Make allowances estimate dairy processors' costs of converting milk into dairy products. Now, many of those production costs, including labor and energy, have risen dramatically since make allowances were updated 15 years ago. Now, according to the CoBank report, failing to update the make allowances could hinder future dairy industry growth. That's going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. 
I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.